Yo, what is up, everybody? It is so nice to be here once again with you, ladies and gentlemen. After a victorious week last week, it was good to be back in the fold. This is your favorite sports betting podcast, Jump the Sharp. I am here with my beautiful co-host, the Woodman David Woody. He is back. What's up, Woodman? I love I love being back. I also love our intro music, don't you? Badass, ain't it? Makes you yeah, wanna, it's great. Makes you want to gamble. Yeah, it does. You know what I'm saying? But uh, Hollywood Hagen here saying welcome back to everybody for another week of some debauchery. Um, we're going to get to those picks. We're going to get to them actually out of the gate. But boy, do we have a special treat for you this week. Uh, Jump the Sharp alum, Luke Patrick, coming back to the show. Uh, he was on the show for the NFL Draft special that we did. But we have our first ever, uh, which will be an annual, fantasy football special. And he brings forth some knowledge. Yeah, Luke's a heavy hitter. I mean, he's got um, his podcast, All About Reality, is like really popular. He's got a, a huge following and is is definitely an expert. He, uh, I've known Luke since '99. Uh, he's he's he knows his fantasy. That's for damn sure. And I thought he brought the heat in there. Yeah, in our interview for sure. And we're yeah. looking forward to you guys hearing that. If you guys are any type of fantasy sports football, you know, for a fantasy football player of any sort, you're going to really enjoy the the uh, content. If you're not. You still will because you're listening to shit because you like sports and you damn sure like football. Even if you haven't put dipped your your, your toe in the water the, of, of the fantasy world, you will still get just a nice preview for who we think will have good years and teams we think might be worth um, you know a futures bet on. It's kind of odd. The we as always we don't pre-produce here. We don't go over anything. Nor did we with Luke. And man, the planets align for some sort of. I don't know, eclipse of the heart when it comes to one particular team. And it's going to be interesting for you guys to hear, but I think I might be putting some futures on that team soon. Yeah. And, and also, you'll hear it soon. well said. And also, I would just add, Bri, that um, I think the listeners who, if you're a person who doesn't play in a fantasy, a season long fantasy league, um, you might, if you listen to this show, you might be a person who plays DFS. Uh, or you might be a person, you're almost certainly a person who bets on football uh, if you listen to our show. And I think you'll get something out of it. Uh, Brian kind of alluded to that, but just to, to explicate that a little bit more, I think you would get, what you'll get out of it is there's a lot of talk on in our, in our interview, especially from Luke, but even from me and Brian, about specific players. And, and you know, that's going to inform some of the bets that you're going to make because you don't just most of us don't just bet against the spread all the time. We're also like looking for particular sure. prop bets and things. And I think that some of these guys, you know, uh, and also as Bryce said too, we, we did touch on some futures bets and you'll get more out of it than the ones we specifically mentioned. In other words, we talk about players. I'm not going to say any names that I don't want to spoil anything, but we talk about lots of players and, and I personally made a few futures bets based on things that you, Brian and Luke and I have said on Very that, cool. on that interview that we did uh, recorded uh, last night or, or two nights ago, whatever that was. Very cool. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, like I said, we're going to come out of the gate hot with some picks here. Um, we were a little bit in the mud, dragging our feet for a couple weeks. You know what I thought, Woody? I thought, wait a second. Our, our biggest cold streak started happening after we had our little shindig with the ladies down south. Our friends over at Women Camp Parlay, Jess and Rainey, we had our little fun Eagles-Cowboys 
shooting the shit banter, you know, history of kind of deal. And that was great and all. But man, curse of the Cowboys got us in the ass for like two <laughs> weeks after that. But it was we took a little breather. We're back. I, I came back with a solo mish last week. We struggling. We were struggling, but I got us back on the winning track, went two and one. And God damn it, my home team shit brain Phillies had to go ahead and win in San Diego, acting like they were the team that they were when they won eight straight. They're not even close, and they've obviously come down to earth. Let me just look over my left shoulder. Oh, down 6-2 at home to the Diamondbacks, who swept you, who are also the worst team in the fucking universe. Assholes. So anyway, they spooled that perfect week last week. Still made some dough. Still but made some dough. And it's good to get point. back on the winning side. Yes, sir. Well done. And And this week, I've got some fun ones for you guys. Right. Before we do that, though, ladies and gentlemen. Woody, I didn't even tell you about this. Oh, man, I'm getting choked up talking about it. Or I just got something in my throat. I have a nice little special surprise here for you, and I can't wait to tell you all about it. But I I would just love, you are not doing the norm. Um, It looked like a a dark red, viscousy maybe. Yeah. Not necessarily brew. Looks like you went ahead and made a little mixy poo. I did. I made myself a little cocktail tonight. Oh, good for you. I didn't have any local beers, and um, I had I have like a full bar here, and like it just looked good. It's, it's really hot today. I wanted something cold that wasn't a beer. I don't know. And so I made myself a little Negroni, Look at which that. is a uh, a cocktail that's like um, looks kind of like uh, what am I looking at? Cognacy. Color yeah, wise, it looks like it, yeah. But so, what it actually is is a Negroni is um, gin. What kind of shit is that? <laughs> it's gin, uh, sweet vermouth, and Campari. The Campari is what gives it that red color. All right, Campari is an Italian, uh, like uh, digestive, you know, so like it's so it's digestive really... that's baby elephant blood, <laughs> it helps you digest. It's meant to be a drink like after dinner or whatever. Oh, digestive, like yeah. digestive, yes, okay. yes. And, but um, and it's lower alcohol. The Campari. It's not like a, you know you wouldn't drink it by itself. It's also very very bitter. And so um, the the sweet vermouth cuts against that in a nice way and balances out the cocktail. And then That's you've got you. you've got the gin, which gives you kind of those those floral juniper notes. And so it's a good the the the, the Negroni is a really good cocktail. You do have to like bitter things. It's a little bit bitter, not super bitter because you're cutting it with the sweet vermouth. Bitter and like say if I'm like hey I love IPAs or not that oh, kind yeah, of bitter yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Okay. if you like IPAs, IPAs, it's about as bitter as an IPA. Oh, all right. So that kind of a... But a obviously, texture. it's not carbonated, and it's not a beer, so it's different. But it, yeah, in terms of bitterness, I would say it's right around that level. It looks good. You're on the ball with that, and I like myself a good cocktail right now and again. So I just I stay away from it. Just I'm, you know, very busy life right now. It's a lot easier to just pop the top. Oh yeah, and, sure. Uh, yeah, it took me like 15 minutes to make this thing properly. Speaking of pop the top, after after we went on our little uh, sabbatical there for a second, I went yeah. ahead and went up the main. Shout out to Muscles Marinara. Appreciate it. Um, beautiful spot in Maine there. Went to a couple breweries. They like we saw. We went to Allagash. Visited yeah, Allagash. Yeah. One of my favorite breweries. I love and Allagash. It's like a brewery. It's like Disney World for breweries. There's like four breweries just right there. It looks like kind of like a. Uh, industrial park kind of deal except they're just they're literally breweries and what, what town is this Does oh it... man what would it be I, I, it escapes me it's okay it's, we went to fair i always say fairmont but i don't think it is fairport or so freeport maine but then i forget let me look it up as we speak allagash brewing company where you at where you at where you at how about portland maine wow how like that is that escaped me we're in portland is that right that's we, where we were yep damn skeppy um 
Awesome. And we had a blast. But across the street from the Allagash was the second one we went to. And it, Allagash was banging. Awesome shit to do. We had our kids there. You know, they had these uh, you know, human-sized Connect Four games. <sighs> Big-ass Jenga. You know, my, my, my nieces were, were loving it. My daughter and son were having a blast. And it was like it's a super awesome atmosphere for families, too. It was shocking. Then we go over to this other place across the street that was not that. It was like, we're a brewery. Go sit outside. Maybe <laughs> play a game of bago. That's fine. That's kind of what the other ones were, but that's fine with me. And I had, it's called Definitive Brewing Company, okay? Mm. And this is just simply called Definitive Ale, and it's an IPA. And if you look it up on like Untapped and, and, and that kind of thing, normally anything over a four to me is banging. This is a 3.98 on I gave this motherfucker, I think, maybe a 4.75. This wow. thing is one of the, t- probably my top 10 beers of all time. What? Let me show you a little bit of what, what we got here. Oh, look at that beautiful That kind of remind. like if, if you were to be like, and I'm sh- sorry, folks, can't see. News on that soon. If you would like to see us, stay tuned. We have some ideas coming mm-hmm. Uh But if, if you were to be like, yo, yo, B. Hags, what kind of color of a beer do you like? You know that I would say this is it. Big time. Y- your wrenches and your, yeah. you know, shit like that. This is the beer, the, the fucking uh, Cloudy and Cumbersome by Levante, yes. which I'll be probably having for next week. Um, but anyway, this definitive ale. And shout out to, to the dude there. I think it was one of the brewers. We were shooting the shit. There was this obnoxious ass Giants fan behind me when we we're in line because he was, they used to do some shit down here in Hatfield. And, uh, and they moved permanently up there. But definitive brewing company, what's up? Big, big shout out to you guys. I hope that dude's listening. I appreciate your brew. I've actually bought a hat from there. That's badass. Love their logo, too. It's just kind of cool. Yeah, it is cool. Um, super awesome, Brewski Tusk. Hope to have you try it one day soon. I'd love to try it. Without further ado, after we took up a lot of a lot of time that we wanted to do on picks, just talking about brew. Look, we're dudes, man. Where people enjoy our brewskis, and uh, we're going to talk about it. Let's do some rapid fire so we can get to Luke, really give him his time this week. Let's do some three picks each, but let's go pretty quickly and fluently here. Um, you want me to just do, all, do my three real quick? Let's do that. Let's, let's go, do it baby. like that. Let's go. What a okay. good idea. Man, you are. I don't care what anyone says. I think you're smart. <laughs> I am. Uh, I'm jumping the sharp. So let's I, go, I, baby. I do have three favorites. You know, I, I try to give you guys. A plus if I can, but if I don't see something, it's hard like, in baseball at this time of year. It's hard sometimes. in baseball this time of year. The the have nots really just don't have it, and it's just tough. <laughs> yep. uh, you got to have maybe the perfect confluence where um, they have their ace on the mound, but they're still a plus because the team they're playing is better than them. I didn't see anything like that that jumped out at me, so I don't have it for you guys. But I'm, I'm jumping the sharp. I got three minuses. If you were to parlay them, it's plus 322 on FanDuel. All right. Um, that's not amazing. It could be worse. I've, I've seen worse. Uh, I, I got news for you. Plus 322 sounds amazing to me. I know it's a parlay. For three, it shouldn't be that. But I'm just saying. But it is because the, these three are going to win, I think. So, you know. So, you, so, you've got the Yankees. They've won 11 straight. They've got Ooh, Garrett where we Cole. Going? Where are we going? Where are we going? Got, are they going? have Garrett Cole going tomorrow. The A's have lost four in a row. Um, they're in, they're in Oakland. It, it, Garrett Cole is not going to want to be responsible for ending the Yankees win streak. Um, I know he's not had as dominant a year as, as he did, uh, uh, two years ago. You call him a tit. I don't think so. I think okay. I said, I think I said did. We'll have to look back at that. Okay. Rewind and go back and see me. But the Yankees are minus minus one forty six. I love it. I think they're all over the A's. I think Cole, uh, can dominate them. The A's are kind of on a skid. The Yankees have won 11 in a row. They're going to keep it going. 
Word. You know what? And I know he said three in a row. Let me get my first one out of the mix because he kind of Yankees A's over seven and a half. I'm yeah. taking on that game sure. at minus one twenty five. Let me just give a couple tidbits real quick. Yeah. Cole versus Manea. Yep. Yankees scored five or more runs in their last six games. All right. So you're already at five there. They're going to score more than that against Sean Manea because he's not going to pitch the whole game. A's bats are a little quiet. Like uh, Woodman said, lost four in a row uh, going up against Cole. Probably would concern me a little bit. However, you have to go back to July 10th to find a start where Cole has pitched more than six innings. Yeah. So he is not going to necessarily go the distance. The A's will have an opportunity to hit on his bullpen um, or the Yankees bullpen, I should say. Maybe they get one or two against Cole. If they get another one or two against the bullpen, that'll be enough. Way over. But I think the Yankees might hit that over on their own. Give me over seven and a half. Great call. Love it. Uh, what's the what's the what are you getting on that minus 125 uh, that's pretty good yeah that's really good love that endorse it fully so i didn't um, mean to cut you off but no if, no no, if, no it's if, great if, you're, if your next one's you know part of the one i'm taking i'll just shoot in otherwise do, do your it. next two get so it's the raise the rate is for minus 230 i understand minus 230 is you know annoying but listen guys this is a freaking lock dude the orioles are in absolute fucking free fall dude have they, they won since last week when I picked against them? They're Probably not. so bad. No, nah, I mean, dude, but th- at this point, I mean, they're they're 40 and 86. I mean, you know what they is, are? They're fuck's sake, man. You're amateur. They are amateur. They are not even. They if are. this was European soccer, they'd be in they, AAA. Oh, no, they would be demoted for sure. They really would. Really. Uh, the, the Orioles are the worst team, I think, in baseball. And the Rays might be the best. They certainly have. Uh, the best record in the American League and uh, the best run difference or second best run differential, I think, uh, after Houston. So the Razor are a legitimate, badass number one, you know. Dude, the Yankees have won like 16 to 20, and they're still like two games behind the Rays because yeah. the Rays are just. Actually, they're. Every- Actually, they're four and a half back because the Jesus Rays are just that Christ. good, dude. Wow. It's just tough. They're so tough, man. The Rays are legit. So, yeah, it's minus 230, but it's against they're one of the probably two or three best teams in all of baseball, and they're playing the worst team in all of baseball. I'll take minus 230. Unbelievable. Yeah, you can keep rolling. Okay. And then my last one, I've got the Brewers. The Brewers are – I get a pretty decent number here. I get minus 134. I kind of like that. I looked at that, that one, buddy. I looked at it too. You looked at it too? Yeah. It's yeah. pretty good. Um, in terms of – the Brewers have got a little unlucky at times this year. In terms of run differential, they're third best in the NL. Plus 119. That's really pretty good for this point in the year. And they're on the road, which I think is why I'm, I'm only um, having to lay out 134. Uh, I think it would be a lot more, frankly, with as good as the Brewers have been and and as bad as the Twins have been. But it is in Minnesota. So I think that's why I'm getting a better number. I don't give a shit about – I don't think Minnesota's packing out that so – have some raucous crowd that's going to get in the Brewers' heads. <laughs> Fuck that. That's not happening. They're in free fall too. They're, they're total – they sold at the deadline. You know, They traded away their best players, Nelson Cruz. Um, you know, this is not a good team. They're in free fall. They want to lose. Their owner wants to lose, right? You want to get the better players. It's like major league all over again. It, it is. I mean, a little bit. I mean, the, the, the really bad teams in baseball are always like that in August. They Maybe they'll to- get a picture of their owner where every time they win, they take off a piece of his clothes. <laughs> um, I'm going to get some major I'm league. I'm sure they're owned by the Target Corporation, but I could be wrong. Oh, but uh, anyway. Um, take off a piece of the dogs. Uh, Yankees fur. minus 146, Rays minus 230, and Brewers minus 130. 34. I really like it. I feel 
very strong about all three. And I am sorry I didn't get you a plus, but I, I'm feeling really good about these picks. Let's go, baby. Beautiful thing. You know what? I didn't I'm gonna tally up mine real quick on the um on the parlay tip here. Sure. Because I did not go ahead and do that, but I do enjoy you providing that every week, and I think that's awesome of you to do. But I will start with telling you that. Uh, well, I already gave you the Yankees, so let me go ahead and just yeah, Yankees. Uh, Yankees over. A's over, which was um, one twenty five. I think you said. Yep, and here, here's a game I'm going to give you that is um, my, a team that would be minus two forty money line. Ah, uh-uh. I'm not straying you that far away. Give me the run line Ooh. at minus one ten. Bold. Minus 110. Like, if it's minus 240, I'm thinking that run line is going to be a lot more juicier. But no, this this is a dry orange, apparently. But take it. Minus one and a half. Dodgers at home against the Rockies. Yeah, I considered this. Come on now. Kyle Freeland's on the mound for Colorado. Look, and I got news for you. I am, I didn't need to. I don't need to look at any anything regarding L.A. I don't need to look. We all know how good they are. We know their fucking lineup now. Yeah. And... All I did was I looked at who's pitching for the Rockies and what has he done lately. Kyle Freeland on the mound for Colorado was getting rocked back in late May and all through June. Uh, but he's bounced back nicely. He, does, he has been pitching well. However, the Rockies' bats don't work, okay? They don't work on the road, and he only has four. Here's one thing that's weird. This dude only has four wins on the whole season as Kyle Freeland, despite giving up 11 earned runs in his last six starts. And he only has four wins on the year. Three of them has come in those last six starts, however, so he is pitching well. But well, I mean, I can explain that easily. Let's go. The Rockies can't score. <laughs> they can't right. hit. <laughs> so here's here's what I was about to say. Simply put, the Rockies don't score. No. And on top of that, and more importantly, they don't fucking win. So instead of a minus two forty money line, that you know, give me almost even money on the run line for the best team in baseball at home versus junk. All right, I, lo- I love it. That's great. I mean, Rockies suck. They're very they bad. They are who we thought they were. Yeah, I guess so. And then uh, let me go with my last one real quick. Um, sorry, guys. Uh, Woody, uh, you, you weren't here to stop me last week, and I gave three. I hit two of them. I'm going to give two this week, and hopefully I hit two of them. I'm going another run line. Going another run line. And when you do run lines, how do you feel? How, what makes you feel good about a run line? Because I'm actually we, – we talked about this at length, and you made great, great points on, on our last full show – um, that it's kind of a suckerish bet, but I think Dave, as we're going along here, I'm starting to realize that in baseball, when it comes to run lines, yes, they are suckerish, unless it's unless you find the right route to take it. Like run lines for really, really good teams versus really, really bad teams, I feel almost as good as a money line pick for it, and, yeah. and the juice is almost. 150 points off you know what i mean it so is. it is that's fair and i think when yeah i think like that's when f- we try and get cute with like a uh i don't know a fucking Phillies mets or Phillies mets run yeah. line or something like that like that's getting a little too cute yeah but when it's for instance dodgers rockies and this next one which i'm about to say i don't want to cut you off there but i'm just saying i think there is a a, a science to this run line shit if we can find it but um it's like honestly, Phillies Padres was the one that lost last week, and that was a little too cute because the Phillies aren't necessarily shit. But and the Padres were losers of like five or six heading in that game, so I should have maybe thought about that a little bit more. But nevertheless, all right. How about the Astros against the Rangers? Yeah, 
Okay. Yeah, Houston man. Astros. Let me just give you a couple a couple rundowns here. Houston Astros minus one one and a half is minus one thirty here, which makes a little bit more sense. Which means this one's definitely fucking covering. Just like I told you about the minus one forty one last week. I think it was the Braves at, at the Orioles, uh, and that that covered. Like this one's covering. Okay. You got Jake Odorizzi on the mound. He's he's not he hasn't been crazy good either. He's solid. Uh, but you know who's going on the mound for Texas tomorrow? Oh, me neither. Because neither does Texas. Is it they bull, don't bullpen know. Game? Bullpen they, game? They, they, I, it could be. They have. They don't even know who's starting if it's a bullpen game. There is no starter. I even looked up a couple of. There's still like a couple beat writers. There is still no starter for Texas tomorrow night. So they don't know who's starting. But let me give you a little stats to back this up. Houston nine and three versus Texas this year. Last five games. Houston has won in the following capacities. 3-1-4-1-7-3-8-4-6-3. What do they all have in common? It's by more than one run. Two or more, baby. And Texas doesn't know who the fuck's pitching. Give me Houston all day, night. Um, I'll throw one more log on that fire, if you will. Let's go, baby. Houston has a plus 183 run differential this season. That is second best in all of baseball behind the Dodgers. Wowzers. Look at that. And run differential is not like some like advanced egghead stat that's based on a bunch of like formulas that you can't calculate. It just says, let's take away the, there's some luck sometimes, right? A team can go, can win 10 to one, eight to three, and then uh, nine to one in three straight games. Then the next, you know, the next week, maybe they lose, you know, four, three, five, four, and six, five, or something like that. For sure. That, the the run differential those in that stretch of games it is a is showing that they're scoring a lot more runs than they're giving up even though they went 3 and 3 in the six games that I just made up right and the reason i bring that up is because there's a little bit of luck sometimes in wins and losses i mean we see it with pitchers all the time how many times in his career has jacob degrom or aaron nola pitched great and not got the fucking win it happens all the time right so all the time so i'm just saying like it happens with teams too and what we see a lot in baseball history is the teams with the great run differentials often not always go deeper in the playoffs because they're just a better team they're just better uh, than the teams that are kind of eking out a lot of one-run wins here and there, you know? And I love that the two examples, well, not examples, I mean the two biggest teams with run differential are the two teams that I got with the money or the run line here. So let's have a little you, faith in that. I think you that. also have futures bets on both of them, yeah. I, 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 don't, I actually do not have futures bets on the Rockies. Or, I'm sorry, the, on the Rockies, Dodgers. no shit. On oh, the yeah, Dodgers. because there wasn't enough juice to really no, be I mean, they've them. been plus 300 since opening day. Is it doesn't going, make sense. Is it, you would think it'd get better now because they're still behind the Giants. I'll give you a literally a live piece. They are. They're the, only uh, see they're only two and a half back. So the, the Vegas is just going to be like ah. No, they're plus two eighty. That's no good. The, the Dodgers. It's no, no good. good. I'm going to take it. No out. good. I'm going to take it. Rose, who we told told you to get at plus twenty four hundred, now plus four thirty. Nice Let's go dude. on that, Woody. Let's um, go, both of us. I got White Sox futures. I got Rays futures. I got Brewers futures. I have, you know. <laughs> That's who I'm rooting on. But we're going to talk about that as the World Series gets closer. But we might have some value menu picks. I got news for you, and I was going to save this for a later show. Value menu alert. Tampa Bay Rays to win the World Series at plus 800, folks. I mean, go ahead and put 20 bucks on that to win uh, 160 and just root for a race. That's like really good. Said. That's a great value. Um, They're really, really, really talented teams. Dude. If, speaking of talent and speaking of value, we cannot be more pumped to have our boy Luke Patrick back on the show yeah. to talk like – if if this wasn't 
a betting podcast, what would this be? Fantasy football podcast. It's the two things that Woodman and I fucking can't get enough of and could talk each other ears off, basically. Hell yeah. Um, but uh, one man who we really respect, uh, his point of view on the fantasy side of things is definitely our boy Luke over at the uh, All About Reality podcast. And we are very pumped uh, to bring you him right here. So please enjoy this very badass first ever fantasy football special uh, with Luke Patrick here. And then we'll be back to round it up in a minute. Enjoy, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. Gentlemen, hello. What's up, man? We are here with the great Luke Patrick at Fantasy Doc OC from the All About Reality podcast. Thanks for joining us, man. We're super pumped. Super happy to be back here. Love to to wrap with you guys a little bit and uh, can't wait to get after the fantasy uh, side of things. Let's do this. Fantasy football season is here, Woody. He's a little out of his element. He's used to doing, uh, you know, futures bets on uh, draft picks. So, you know, he's trying to do fantasy. And I'm just kidding. Luke's uh, <laughs> fantasy show is amazing. And he, that's the, mostly what he does. He was out of his element last time, if anything. Uh, so, Luke, you're back in your wheelhouse, baby. And as you guys know, he's a alum of the show, was here for our awesome uh, NFL draft. Uh, NFL draft. I believe. What did we call it? Did we have a, a cool name for that? Draftacular. Or... Sure. Something acular. It was something know? better than that. Something, something about yeah. the eyes. Anyway, I don't know. <laughs> Luke, thanks, man. D- give us a heads up again. Just uh, a mm-hmm. quick little uh, tidbit about your pod, how people can find you, uh, you know, how you started it and all that stuff. Absolutely. Uh, watching the Super Bowl a few years ago, I shot off an email to the Reality Sports Online crew, a platform that Woody and I play many of our leagues on. And it's a platform based on the NFL salary cap and you get to bid at an auction with an algorithm and give player multi-year contracts and offer extensions and it was the kind of thing I was looking for because it keeps me connected to my boys year round and I fell so much in love with the format that I shot off uh, an email to the owners during the Super Bowl at halftime just saying thank you and how fun it was and um and ended up applying to be a writer and that went well. And then they, um, another writer reached out to me and asked uh, a guy out on the West coast and asked if we could do a pod together and just a really good guy who's become subsequently a really good friend. And that was the formulation for the all about reality pod. And it's taken us across the industry. Everybody from uh, really thoughtful analysts that we've liked a long time, like Matt Hartman, who we alluded to, to the big boys. Matthew Barry came on and graced us with his presence. So it's, awesome. it's worth listening to. And, and if you guys are into salary cap leagues and if you're into Dynasty, that that's the, where you want to go look. Just some good fantasy talk in general. And you mentioned a, a, something awesome there, which is probably my favorite part about fantasy football. Look, winning money is awesome. You know, won two out of three leagues last year. Not going to toot my own horn, but toot toot. That's fun. Winning money's fine, but it's really about the Bohemian Rhapsody. You know what I mean? The the seeing your boys, like guaranteeing. I fuck and, and the one that Woody commissions. I see these. I I feel like they're some of my best buds in the world. But I see them literally once a year. Yeah. And no, and Woody changes. does. He does such a good job with that, right? I mean, it it has inspired me in my home league of twenty years because we got away. We got to the Zoom drafting and things, and and. But Woody, you've done a good job of making sure you get the boys to like. I mean, that is at the heart of it a little yep. bit. You guys do a good job of making sure that in person, you got to build new memories together. Can't always be throwbacks to like what. Hey, remember this draft when we were in college? That that lasts for a few years. But you got to build some new ones. So. Yeah, we like to. I mean, Brian, I know you. We've talked about this. It's like one of the best days of the year. You know, oh, it is. and it should I've be, it should it, be a you know. day that everybody looks forward to all year. Hopefully, so. It's uh, Christmas and also Christmas day, man. it feels like 
for me, I, I guess I've been doing it so long, and maybe I, I bet a lot of our listeners can agree. On fantasy draft day, that, and after that happens, now it feels like football season. For sure. For sure. Which is why I never liked being in, in, in leagues that were – you know, early to mid-August after the first week of the preseason because it's like, all right, I'm ready for football. Oh, shit. You know, my guy just got injured forever or or the quarterback's only going to play three snaps and I really just want to get into the game. So, um, my, di- my dynasty league with Luke, he has Travis Etienne and Cam Akers. Oh, whoops. Whoopsies. Hello. <laughs> in, a, in a normal <laughs> league, you would draft, you know, after those guys got hurt so he wouldn't have oh, to have my them. goodness. You yeah. cannot be serious. That is awful. Um, yeah. Sorry about that. That way to um, lead with that, Woody. People are going to trust yeah. my advice. <laughs> yeah. Well, right. yeah. Toss us over results, everyone. Oh, that bus just, just hit hard, results. didn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I'll tell go. you what. Let's get you back on board. Let's get you, you know, some some. Uh, let's, let's throw some questions your way. I really want to pick your brain. Last time we were doing the NFL draft special, we were really just kind of excited about the draft, talking about prospects, and we'll do that again next year. But right now. There's a reason you're here, and we want to hear about it a little bit. Now, I'm curious: is there anything like different this year that you're noticing from other years? Because I know sometimes, some years, I haven't done any mocks yet, and it's weird because I've always been all over fantasy football and mock drafts from June on. Even sometimes I'll do mocks after the draft and stuff like that. But just so such a busy life I have right now that I don't have time to do that shit. But I've noticed sometimes in some years it would be like – I remember like three or four years ago, the wide receivers were getting drafted like running backs. It was it was eight wide receivers and two running backs and then maybe a tight end or whatever in the first round. And ESPN, ahead, ESPN that year had Antonio Brown first overall. There you go. Yep. There you go. So like stuff like that were happening. Is there any trends or anything you're noticing this year? The one I think I would be most startled with, and I thought about this before coming on with you guys, if I had had walked away from the fantasy community in the offseason, is the virtual certainty that you're going to see three tight ends drafted in the first two, and certainly the first three rounds this year. And they're, they're the same three. There's a consensus in the community. And uh, and so you're going to be looking at Kelsey and then Waller and then Kittle. And they've fallen into to pretty, you know, once those three go, then you'll have a vast gulf but till the next ones get drafted. But I've, I've never quite seen the community coalesce around just there, there's just virtual certitude amongst the community that these guys are going to give you a strategic advantage for better or worse. It's something you can exploit. And yeah, you might be startled to see people, for example, in my casual home league, I, I ended up, I never spend for tight end and I, I, did for Waller in, uh, in, mm. in, in, in auction. And so it's a um, scary pick, isn't it? To put it's such very scary. Yeah. Yeah. Such equity into a tight end so early. I did it once with Kelsey. It ended up helping me win a championship in one of my leagues last year. So, yep. uh, you know, uh, but but that was the only one that I was okay with doing that for. It's terrifying. I took Gronk once, I think, uh, in his prime, you know, in like this early second round. I've, I've never done it otherwise. So I just won, you know, out of all the many, many leagues I've been in every year going back to 2004 or whatever I started doing this. I've done it exactly once. Invested a first or second round pick. And of course, that was the year like he got hurt, like in week two. And that was, yeah, it just, but I've also only, I've also, I also owned prime Adrian Peterson twice, twice, two different times in two different leagues. I had the first overall pick, took Peterson. And those were the two years that he blew his ACL in week one or whatever. So it's heartbreaking, you know, 
Wow. Oh, uh, good for you. No, the, the point is not a pity party. The point is that you you know <laughs> that it's this game is fickle and there there are a ton of things that are out of your control and there's nothing you can do about them. If Darren Waller has a bad year, it won't be because he's no good. We've seen for two years how good he is. He's really, really good, right? Good and player. Derek Carr loves him. And that offense is... What I'm feeling like you brought him up as an example because you think he's going to have a rough year. I mean, it's, t- it's, it's tight end, so, man. Yeah, it's just exactly. tough. It's just tough. Well, they they get they take so many huge hits from big linebackers. You know, yeah. that's the biggest thing. Well, talking about pl- players that are going to have a rough year. How about let's talk about something nicer? Players that are going to have a good year. Okay, players that are going to benefit from like a new situation. I'm, I'm curious if there's anybody you thought. And we'll do a little roundtable on these these uh, pinpoints here, but. Um, there's new situations that happen all the time. And each year it gets crazier and crazier with free agency. And now trades are becoming a thing like legit trades. Cause 10 years ago, if there was a trade in the NFL, it was a seventh round pick for a backup offensive lineman. Like there was not actual trades where you trade a wide receiver for a cornerback or shit like that. But there's different situations, whether it be free agent, uh, free agency and whatnot. Curious Luke, who you think there might be a player that would, is going to benefit from a, a new situation. This gentleman didn't move anywhere. And in fact, he's a neighbor here in our nation's capital. Uh, Terry McLaurin is the player that I would isolate for you as benefiting the most from a new situation insofar as his quarterback upgrade, you could argue is the most significant in the league of these kind of elite wide receivers. And I do characterize him that way. I would put him in my top 10 uh, as wide receivers that I would want to draft his price is less expensive than those guys going in the early round you'll probably have to burn again this may surprise you but uh the Tyreek Hill Stefan Diggs and um Devontae Adams of the world you have to burn a first round pick on whereas McLaurin might slip to the third or fourth and I think he has he's one of those guys right if we're just swinging for upside he's one of those guys that you wouldn't be totally startled if at the end of the year attached to a quarterback that had the fourth adjusted deep ball completion percentage in the league last year it just it's just the stats I love he it. just he just if it's, if it's magic if it's magic is just so much better he's something than isn't what he? he was working with and of course you know what he like a true gentleman i would let you go next but i'm not going to because for one i need that and for two this this guy just stole my fire luke stole my fire you were so, gonna say terry mclaren i haven't so here's what i was what i was kind of going at myself i find that i find it very often like Talented players um, go to, that are going to a new situation tend to struggle. You know, like uh, Odell going from the Giants to the Browns, and maybe Julio this year, maybe Kenny Galladay. Like when Brady really went to the Bucks. Wow. Okay, I'm talking about wide receivers, chip bag. So <laughs> I like there's a talented player who is not moving but that will benefit from a new situation, who will actually have a quarterback for the first time, and no bullshit. It's T Mac. Terry McLaurin was mine as well. Look, well, he's look an amazing player, and uh, everybody enjoys. I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick is would be up there for I think all of us who watch a lot of games for like most fun players to watch. Like, he's just fun. Absolutely. Like, he he's not a super elite quarterback in the league because he you know he turns in some stinkers, right? But um, yeah, well, you know that 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 like, kind of sucks. Well, he doesn't suck, but like that three interception game is like always around the corner, you know, but he's really, really fun and he definitely will take some chances. And Terry McLaurin is happy to, to grab that ball out of the air. Uh, you know, in a, if, 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 if it's going to be 50, 50 balls, Terry McLaurin's happy to go get him. I mean, Absolutely. he's a badass. We were stretching um, out balls. 
I do have my own pick. It's different. I, I, we're not going to be three for three on Terry McLaurin. God um, damn it. You said, give us a guy who's going to have a new situation. Yeah, I did. That you think will benefit him, mm-hmm. like for fantasy. Big time. And I thought there was only one name in my head that, that came up, and it's Matthew Stafford. Mm. You know, Matthew Stafford goes to a situation where he has perhaps the be- NFL's best defense. Um, he has one of the NFL's premier coaches. I, I don't think anyone would disagree that Sean McVay is a, a fantastic coach. Um, I, mean, I don't know. Maybe some people would, but but I, I, I definitely think he's very good. Yeah, very um, good. I'll go very good. VG. Yeah, yeah. He's go. not as good as like Andy Reid, right? I, but he's asked. really good. He's a good coach. Yeah. Um, or, you know, Mike Tomlin. There's guys we're fans of. But like, What was it in school? You get the VG. But what was the best? Like, Eve. Eve for excellent. Yeah, it was he. Okay, it was he. All right. Yeah. I just said he's not getting the S. The S is satisfactory. That's no, 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 no. He's not getting the E. That. I'll he's give him the VG. That's fine. Give him the VG. So I'll give him the VD. Oh. That would be terrible for, for Matt Stafford. So Stafford, so <laughs> Stafford, I think we I think most people could agree, was a little bit hamstrung by his coaching, play calling, and and personnel. Um in Detroit, I think that he's got some uh, really, really serious weapons in Los Angeles. Um, I really like the fit. I just think it's a new situation that's going to bring out. I think. I, I think it brings out the best in what he can be, um, and we've never really seen that from him, frankly. So I'm, 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 I'm excited to uh, see what's happening to do. You get him at 80, 82nd overall right now. You know, we're we're tre- we're treading a thin line here, Woody, where it comes to we have two drafts coming, one this weekend, one next weekend. Uh, I'm pretty sure I don't know. Are you are you in another league or is those your two main Johns? So you're I in another league. Four four total, yeah. You're in four. I'm in three total. Um, you know, those people who are in that league will be listening to the show here. So we're we're treading a thin line. But you know what? We're we're here for the people. You know? We're, let we're, them listen. We're, let them listen. Get dive into our brains. I mean, look, you're coming here for a reason anyway. We're giving you some winners, at least I was last week. Um, but <laughs> Barely, dude. Wow. Ouch. Whoa. Ouch. Wow. You hear that? Jeez. This is where a lot of angst. I feel like you guys bullshit. are getting me ready for high school again. Like, there's, I'm, I'm getting a lot of angst right now, and I'm going right, to be locking well, into that in the days to come. Here. We're just trying so. to prep you for your uh, your teachings yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mr. Professor. Um, so. You know, I have a quick question that kind of came to my mind while we were just talking about this. I'm just thinking, you were, you were talking about Stafford and a quarterback, and te- he's a veteran quarterback, probably been in the league, what, almost 10 years now. Yeah. Um, and Luke, I'm curious, like, has there been a, a like a veteran quarterback? Because Stafford kind of is aligned in, in what I'm about to say here. Has there been a veteran quarterback that's been in the league maybe five, eight plus years that you're just like, nah, every year that you never owned and probably won't ever? Uh, the one that just recently retired, it was always Phil Rivers for me. Uh, oh, yeah, who, really? Who I, who I like, and I always like. Sure. I, I kind of like liked his swagger, and I enjoy it. He spoke at my alma mater, at, at Woody and I's alma mater. As the, and he didn't the curse. He didn't curse and bred. He, was he actively having sex with his wife while he was speaking at that? And having no, no, I think or? she was delivering while he was oh, speaking, okay. like one of his children, actually. Um, but nonetheless... <laughs> um, but uh, he, but yeah, like he, he was, and and this is actually a philosophical question for you. I think uh, I know you listen to JJ Zacharyson and like his longstanding thesis. I, I'm fascinated by Matt Stafford as a pick for you because, it, for example, in a league that you guys are in, would Stafford have the potential to give you above replacement level based on your settings? You know, we we know now that there's probably nine or ten running quarterbacks who are not nearly as good as him in the real NFL. 
but who might Blake Bortles their way towards to fantasy victory for you. So is, is he, is he the kind of quarterback that could afford you if you just wait on him late, which you're going to be able to, is that going to afford you a competitive advantage with who else you're picking ahead of him? You know, we'd have to crunch the numbers, but um, you know, do I think he could finish something like fifth or fourth or maybe even third in fantasy points? So of course I do. I mean, okay. he, has, he okay. has the he has probably the second or third biggest arm in the league behind Rodgers and Mahomes. Um, he always has. I mean, that he's known for having a. a That's a, the thing. He always has. He's yeah. always, always had a huge arm. He never used it in Detroit. He was dink and dunk. So they, we call him Stat Padford. You know what I mean? Like he would just. Yep. Dink and dunk as well. <laughs> but that was that was the JBC offense, the Jim Bob Cooter offense. You know. Yeah. And That's I right, think man. I think McVay Where's is. Gonna, he at? I, I'm sure he's passed away from COVID, probably. Wow. Oh, my. <laughs> that solely on the name Jim Bob. Let's be I honest. Did. Right? Like I that, did. Was, that was the uh, analysis there. Uh, I did. My Northeast uh, bias showing. But no, I mean, I think I think that McVeigh can unlock some stuff. I mean, Coastal you know, elite. the thing about McVeigh is that, I, you know, you don't know. What is making I, a heel turn on this episode? Yeah, you don't know, and I don't either, if Sean McVeigh was doing all of those play action bunched bunched receivers on one side of the field like all the like motion and like the the weird like all the all the funky stuff that the rams kind of like came to prominence for doing you don't know this and neither do i but i have a suspicion that he was doing that to cover over jared goff's noodle arm and shitty and shitty decision making Right. And surfboard in his locker. Yes. That's my opinion. My opinion is that Jared Goff was horrible and that McVay was finding ways to cover over for that. And that now with a real quarterback who has a real arm, we're going to see some different stuff from the Rams. I don't know, but we'll see. Very interesting. I, uh, we can get into that. We, we can make this very long, but I, I don't want to take too much of Luke's time. And we, there's always things, you know, I, I try and make things interesting on the show. You guys know when it comes to segmentation, things like that, I, I kind of like to make things interesting, stuff you won't find everywhere else. But when it comes to fantasy, there's just certain things people want to hear about, especially when you have someone with the clap like Mr. Luke Patrick here. So we're going to do we're going to talk some sleepers and busts. And then we're going to get to what I'm going to deem our fantasy freak of the year, okay? Our basically a, a, a game changer, team, a league winner, possibly MVP type. So we're not going to veer too far off course here. But when we go to sleepers, we I know everyone does differently. Standard versus PPR. Everybody has their feelings. There's half-point PPR. We're not going to go through a half-point PPR one. But we'll do a standard and a PPR sleeper. And uh, Luke, who, who do you got for your standard league sleeper? So this character actually builds on what Woody was saying, and I'm surprised by myself because I would never point people usually to a quarterback as your sleeper. But uh, I'm of the mind that this rookie quarterback, Trey Lance in San Francisco, is the kind of player that can break uh, the, mm. the break fantasy for you God, if, if good, things go. Yeah, it's and that's the that's the beauty of it, right? He looks good. Um, Shanahan understands that he can't keep trotting out uh, Garoppolo if 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 the kid looks obviously better and um, across all the metrics that matter and your listeners would be especially astute to this. And I would, and I would, I would encourage all your listeners to walk into this as, as betters don't give away the advantage you're going to have over everybody in your league. I think you guys implicitly in the back of your mind 
have some conception of over unders on win totals of the year already, like Super Bowl odds. For sure, lean, lean into that a little bit. I think San Francisco is the unique confluence of a team that has a has relatively high odds to win the Super Bowl playing against a lot of teams that don't. They have a really good predictive strength of schedule. It's not mm. the crap that you find on on fantasy websites that's like take last year's defenses and, and say, here's the fantasy points divided by 17. No, that's a terrible way of doing it. They're, when you look at Vegas odds, that's probably the best and most predictive way of looking at strength of schedule. And so that's where San Francisco's at. And so, therefore, I would say Trey Lance, especially in your more casual leagues, is the guy that you're yeah. going to want to go get because these got people that don't breathe and eat and drink this stuff in the off season are 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 not going to be care that much about Trey Lance, frankly. And no, totally, and I, I, sexier I agree. names will be there. Yeah, two things about that. One, Woody can vouch for this. Even last year, when I saw San Francisco struggle as much as they were last year, I was like, this team is right now my like my I'm putting Super Bowl bets on this team for for 2021 it's just look what they did in, in 2019 people are forgetting about that already they're not a different team at all they're the same team they just had a couple big time injuries and the second point is uh i get enough four syllable words from woody that i don't need you coming in and just really spouting a hole because i don't know what the hell is going on now <laughs> confluence and and what was the other one when all the factors come together, Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, there it is. We're talking sports here, boys. Yeah. Let's, no, I'm kidding. I'm messing Freaking with you. Freaking coastal elites out here. We're terrible. I'm bored in the Midwest. Um, I got to return to my roots. The, the Niners, that Niners defense in 2019 was so fucking ridiculous. I mean, That's what, yeah, but I mean, it's not too far off. No, it's not. I mean, last year they were devastated by injuries, right? They're three exactly. players. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see, man. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I, I love the call, Luke. I love and the call, and Luke. Who, what about PPR, Luke? What do you think, sleeper wise? Um, so in PPR, my sleeper is a little bit less exciting. Like you said, this, this one is the least sexy of my picks that we're going to give you, but but it is one that, um, you guys as guys that I love and appreciate will like, I think, because it speaks to what will happen to someone else. I think I, I'm a a man named Tony Pollard out there in Dallas is a guy that I like as a PPR pick. Um, great call. And I think it sucks. No, (laughs) Um, goddamn cowboys. Right. But that's not women can't parlay. But that's the yeah. point. Uh, everybody loves the Cowboys. Everybody else in the Cowboys is getting their um, their ADP tweaked by their appearance on Hard Knocks. And yeah, I haven't actually watched any of that yet. I, yeah. I don't even have, think I have HBO. Has it been good? Uh, it's been fine. I, I don't like the Cowboys like you, so I, I can get like uh, um, I do like Dak Prescott, and I do like their wide receivers, like everybody does. I think they're all three of them are relative values from where for where they're being drafted. Um, uh, but Man, I can take everything he says, and you're right, Woody. We could make this into a two-hour-long interview, oh, yeah. like easily. I would love to pick your. Br- oh man, okay. I would well, love to just man. be like, oh, tell me why Michael Gallup? Because I believe so. I believe you're right. Like, why is he? Well, but, he's okay, an exceptionally well. good wide receiver. He's a talent, and Amari Cooper is already dinged up. Ceedee Lamb is is being projected as if he's already done it for a year because he's he is flashy and a very talented player. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and Gallup is the one that beat reporters out of Dallas are say, saying or is being moved all over the form- formation, which means he's the one that stays on the field when, oh, when they shift their formations like that. We want players that run routes and get opportunities like for sure and and their pace of play is predicted to be out say i mean it's i don't want to get too much into the you know, right like all the people that are saying at the beginning of the year with dak they were they were projected to run like 600 passing plays or something i don't think it's going to be on that pace all year but they're still they're still there and and tony pollard looked 
he passed the eye test for your guy, Christopher Harris, for example, Tony Pollard, like looked better than Zeke by the end of last year on the tape and on the film and all the credible film analysts were like, well, he looks like a better player right now. And, and Zeke came back with a six pack and everybody now is like, he's in shape. Like, great. Why are we lauding a player who shows up in shape for the first time in his career, several years into his career? (laughs) Okay. And we've all been fooled by that before. We, we all remember looking at the Kevin White pictures from West Virginia. Oh, man. Where he was oh, like my Adonis. God. And I'm like, I'm going to draft him second in my rookie draft. And then he oh, never geez. caught a pass in the NFL. Unbelievable. Crazy, you know, it's just insane. What a name to drop there. Yeah. Woody, who do you got for a, a couple sleepers, standard and PPR? So my standard is um, I'm actually going to riff off of Luke's a little bit. Please. Um, but, um, the, the audience should know that we didn't talk about any of these for him. Um, of course not. We so, might have some uh, doubles. If so it's the same team, different position. But my sleeper in standard leagues for this year is Trey Sermon. He's um he's going seventy third overall. I think Mostert is like fifty fourth or something like that. Um, on fantasy football calculator, I um I think that's ins- I think that's that's someone has gone somebody has gone through great to great lengths uh to fool people and i don't i don't know why uh to what end maybe it's just i mean nfl teams i I suppose have no no incentive to tell the truth about what they're planning so i suppose it's just a competitive advantage thing but for whatever reason i mean raheem mostert is is a, a a very under uh below average player who's, who's not particularly good at anything. Um, <laughs> he's not really, uh, I mean, that's not nice. You don't know how he, how good of a driver he is. That's true. He could be a good driver. Yeah. Um, but you know, he doesn't belong, uh, on the, on, he's not a starting caliber NFL running back. And I don't know anything about college sports. So I assume that I should trust people like Matt Waldman who say that Trey Sermon was the best running back in this class. I don't know yeah, about drop, it. He, he was talking about Chris Harris's name. For those that are, aren't familiar, he's also a fantasy football analysis that is probably Woody and I's favorite or one of Harris. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, big and, fan. And what Waldman does like Waldman is is like one of the best ones for like college. So, uh, okay. so he said like for example, like he was he made a, a big splash because he was one of the few people who said that Nick Chubb was better than Saquon Barkley when they were both in college. And that has turned out so far to be true in fantasy. Although, you know, we all eh, believe injury basis, but yeah. Yeah. But you know, Chubb, I mean, I, oh, okay, fine. But Chubb's still, I mean, no, for sure. He's no, a you beast, can, right? If, um, if someone says Nick Chubb's better than Saquon Barkley, you can't say, no, you're wrong. Yeah. You know? It's a difference of opinion, but yeah. like, but at the time, like the consensus, like, like 99 people would be like, Oh, Barkley's better. And, and Matt Walden was the one guy who was like, Actually, I think Chubb's better. So I'm just saying the dude has like, and that's one example, but like the dude keeps being right about a lot of stuff. Who you got PPR wise? uh, So he's got Sermon and I like that and I'm interested in it. And I also think that that team run blocks really, really well. So if he really is going to be the starter, you want him. So that's my sleeper. For PPR, I've got DJ Moore. He's a receiver. Mm. Um, He's going 59th overall. Um. You know, I don't do my own ranks, but I think I would have him like 39th, so like 20 spots higher. What was he probably. last year? Like a, a late second, early third? Right? Yeah, he was. And, yeah. And, yeah. And, and it's only because of touchdowns, right? So I think his rookie year he had two, then he had four, and then four. So, you know, crummy touchdowns. But his first three years, he's got 200 and some odd catches. I didn't write it down. 
trying to remember. Some two hundred some catches. Did you write down two hundred and some odd? I remembered it. Okay. And then, uh, <laughs> and he, but he's only got the ten TDs, which is which is rough. Um, so I, I looked up, and some other guys who have sim- had similar numbers through three years, sim- so two hundred plus catches, ten or fewer TDs, Andre Johnson, and Brandon Marshall. Mm. I'm just saying, right? The, there's a chance that this, this guy sure. could be ready. I mean, he looks like a friggin' beast to me. I, I I just like the way he plays. I think it's a real sleeper for PBR. I, th- I think he's probably 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 is good for hundred catches. Totally, and, and I like PBR, the breakdown there. Obviously, PBR. PBR well, who do you look to the most when you talk about sleeper? A, a receiver. I mean, it's points per reception. So that, I, w- I would say lean towards our PPR. Uh, analysis if you will even for half point ppr because mm-hmm. i know some people do that one of the leagues i'm in is half point ppr um i was going to kind of th- throw mine out there quickly and luke if you would say maybe something you liked about what you heard or didn't like please feel free uh on woody and my takes but standard wise uh roll tide once again i'm i'm going tight end here and i'm going irv smith from Ooh. from the minnesota vikings who i think I know Kirk Cousins doesn't necessarily have a, a terrific relationships with tight ends necessarily in general or third options and stuff like that. But I just think Irv Smith has shown little bits of talent where I'm not saying he's going to like, – when you talk about a tight end sleeper here, this is a guy what? I don't know. I'm assuming maybe a 10th rounder or maybe later um, that I think could score, you know, eight touchdowns. So I see the dude as a threat in the red zone and when it comes to tight ends that's really all you need it's the one position where if they score a touchdown you can consider your week complete at that position so i see our smith scoring a touchdown maybe every other game that's good enough for me to be a sleeper when it comes to uh, tight ends and he's not not going to have a couple 30 40 50 yard catches either so uh ppr wise there's a guy who i think should be definitively and we're kind of hitting on similar, like same, same team here. Woodman, you just spoke about the backfield member of this team, but Debo Samuel to me is not going anywhere close to like, why is I get Brandon. Ayuk had a pretty good year, especially as the year ended last year, but I don't see Debo Samuel being better. Or I'm sorry, Brandon. Ayuk being better than Debo, a healthy Debo Samuel. Like, if Debo Samuel is healthy, he's their number one option. Brandon Ayuk is getting drafted right now. Like, holy fuck, I really wish he – I really hope that he is this good. Debo Samuel is going to draft it as, man, remember how good this guy can be? Well, I can get him here. And that's what a sleeper is to me. And <laughs> I think the guy's got mad talent, could be a pro bowler at that position. And I think Brandon Ayuk people are going like, man, he looked good. Uh, I'm going to go for him in the fourth round or whatever. Why? Why? It doesn't make sense to me. Get Debo in the whatever, sixth. So that's where I'm at on that. I mean, Ayuk is definitely going to be a beast for sure. I guess, I guess my the reason I agree with you is so is Debo. Like right. they're they're both kind of beasts, right? They're both. It's funny they're they're very similar players. I do feel like Luke speak to this. I feel like they're both kind of like running backs. They have like a running back's body and like moves and mentality and everything, but they just play the receiver position. You guys, what is striking to me is I thought I would come on here kind of pointing people to the 49ers out of the blue. And I don't know if you've seen it. This certainly was unintentional on our part. But of the 30 minutes we've been talking, uh, at least a third of our time has been devoted to a team that none of us have a particular affinity for. And I think there is a real 
there's a real chance that this year we've kind of stumbled upon something through independent analysis that who gets the San Francisco 49ers right will will probably win their league this year mm. because yeah. because that's right like there there really are five options in this constellation of players that could do really well and some play off each other right if if Trey Lance starts or or if Crazy, Garoppolo starts Trey Sermon um and, and those wide receivers get fed a lot better if Garoppolo starts for a while, right? Because he's he's feeding them those short passes that Debo takes to the house. Like that kind of thing benefits him. Kittle, we haven't even mentioned who's being the highest drafted of all the players on Unreal. Uh, right? He's and, a beast. Hasn't and, even been hasn't even been mentioned. He's not he's we're not monster. even talking about him right now. He's we've 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 named a quarterback, a running back, and a and a wideout. And then, oh, by the way, they're starting tight end as a top three tight end. He's and amazing. this is and so this is the thing, right? Like you we we are looking at a team that is potentially explosive and you can just go through the draft and, and get all these guys if you want to. They, they have enough variance in the rounds where they're being drafted or in the, the auction values that you'll have to pay for them. And so I, and I love it and I love Debo for sleeper. I would caution you, like you'll get pushback too because he's not the sexy pick. The fantasy community has decided that his average depth of target isn't sexy enough for them. And, mm-hmm. But you're right. Like that, that's what makes him a sleeper. When I, whenever you get this weird consensus, like the cool kids decide someone isn't good enough anymore. You're like, well, that's when I should seize I the mean, day and, well, and place well, my sure. bet. Absolutely. He's Absolutely. a running back, dude. What was Jamal Charles's average depth of target? Right. target? Right. Like he's a running back. He, they've right. they've right. broken the game. Like these San Francisco, like the other thing about that, that, we, that should be mentioned before I forget is like, this is such a, mashing offensive line right. at least in theory if they're good if they're healthy and good i mean yeah this, this quick sidebar vegas isn't necessarily not picking up on it either i mean they are the third third ranked team to, to make the uh to win the nfc so you never Bucks, you're never gonna Niners, get ahead of vegas they no, always but, but anything i'm like fifth, hey, oh, you oh know, wait, wait, wait i got a, I got a sleeper i got a, I got a crazy idea this huh? team is really good let me look them up uh no vegas was already on yeah. every time <laughs> But this is what I mean by you guys and what you should lean into and your listeners should lean into their drafts. You know, the average guy doesn't walk in when we're all cracking our brews and seeing our friends for the first time in a year. The average guy has like their ESPN cheat sheet printed out. They don't they don't know the Vegas odds on totally. who's going to win the Super Bowl. Totally. You know? like, like that's not their that's not their scene. That's not what they're there for. But you are there. We're there to win. As much as we love our friends, we're also there to mock them when they lose and we beat them. Like that's, that's part right. of the fun of it, right? Like that's, that's right. That. But they are who we thought they were. <laughs> right. And <laughs> Steve, right, they, so talk to me. Like I want to talk to you about Irv Smith real quick. As, oh, nice. As, uh, full disclosure: I'm a, I'm a huge Vikings fan. For those of you listening, wearing purple, I'm wearing purple as we speak. Uh, listening to some Irv Smith interviews coming out of camp, and here's what I'll say: He is being drafted 20 picks after people like Tyler Higby and Noah Fant right now. And and I don't know about you, but like I I have no confidence that those offenses are going to produce uh, more targets for their respective tight ends. Certainly not in the red zone, right? And there's no marriage between the Vikings and running the ball. That's that's just a fallacy. The Vikings are running the ball in the red zone. Like yes, Mike Zimmer likes to run it, but he's not the offensive coordinator. Doesn't call the plays. And the the new offensive coordinator is younger and has all of them have been kind of like tongue in cheek alluding to the beat writers in Minnesota. Like, wait till you see what we do this year in terms of the red zone. And last year, Thielen was the benefit of, of touchdown luck with that. He caught like 14 touchdowns or something in, in absurd. Um, if that variance flips a little bit to Irv Smith, then you're going to look very smart. Awesome. Awesome. That just got me more excited. Look out. I'm coming I had, for you. I, I'm, I love that Luke. I had convinced myself that that variance was going to flip all to Justin Jefferson, but it might, Partly go to Smith. 
So yeah, and not well to said. mention, Adam Thielen isn't the most healthiest player in the history of uh, the world. So yeah. some, yeah, and very, I'm yourself. very likely to acquire COVID because he refuses to get the vaccinated. Man, you were just... Uh, oh, is he really? Just, okay. I mean, the, you guys, it, it is heartbreaking for me as someone who has long been an advocate of you know everybody getting getting their stuff together to find out that my quarterback and Mr. Mankato, a guy drafted out of Minnesota, like refused to get the disease. They, and Mike Zimmer is a leading progressive voice uh, suddenly, like bringing in the, the best <laughs> epidemiologist in Minnesota to speak to the team. They, they, they were like, we're going to do our own research. He's like, cool, I'm going to bring in literally the best epidemiologist. We're going to waste camp time to convince you guys to get shots. Like, Does an oh, epidemiologist man. have to do with the epidermis? <laughs> I, I in, no 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 it's not sorry I'm just, use, I'm just using context here let's um, use context on busts like people uh, we think are gonna bust out no I'm kidding bust up like suck like 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 uh, ruin your team like how the Cowboys are how many are you gonna do this year um no uh yeah like ruin your team uh Luke what's a what's a, a bust you think that might happen on a, a standard level here uh on the standard level. Uh, my big fear is a is a kid that is super talented, DeAndre Swift out of Detroit. Mm. Um, he's already dinged up. He's got a a running back behind him now in Jamal Williams that coaches love, and we know that Dan Campbell's a consummate football guy. And for yeah, big and, time. And, and, and um, and the thing about running back busts that you're going to want to look for is when you're they they did improve their offensive line, but when you look around the division. Even if I don't have a lot of confidence in in my Vikings necessarily, like any fan, we're all pessimists. But mm-hmm. like Chicago and Minnesota and um, and the Packers are all pretty formidable uh, as defenses, frankly, sure. this year. Right. And 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 I just don't think that when they line up on offense, the Lions line up. There's like one talented player besides. TJ Hawkinson to look at and it's DeAndre Swift. And I'm pretty sure as a defensive coordinator, they're going to key on those two guys and say, okay, yeah. All right. Amon Ra, Sun God, St. Brown, you beat us. All right. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're going to take away this kid and we're going to take away the big old tight end from Iowa. And you, you, the rest of you wide receivers that no one's heard of Rashad Perriman, like, come on, let's go. Like, you guys beat yeah. us. And, and I, right. Like DeAndre Swift is not going to do well. That's You're going to eat your Thank words you. after uh Tyrell Williams catches two 90 yard uh, touchdowns and it opens up the whole field for Swift. Now you're totally right, dude. Come on. Yeah. Totally right. Well, speaking of catching touchdowns, PPR, what about the PPR side busts? Uh, I won't speak much to this. We've already, uh, we've already elaborated on it, but if I said Pollard was my, sleeper it's because mm-hmm. zeke is my bust it, yeah it's, he's a guy you're okay. taking yeah. with your top five picks see now uh, i love that, that yeah not he suck. just looked so good slow pick. last year right luke he just looked yeah. so damn slow he did and you guys we this is what we don't want to do in the first round place your bet on a team that you have confidence in a coaching staff you have a confidence in and a player that you've got like make that work for you find a guy you're you're not trying to win your league in your first pick you're trying not to lose it with your first I pick. Love, you're trying no, to win the league later pick. i love the last 15 seconds of my life everything mm. you just said people very need to well really said. really really listen to that really take that to heart everyone that's so well said perfect, perfect, I'll, perfect. I'll even repeat it for the for listeners you're not trying to win your league with your first round pick you're trying not to lose your league what that's so smart you fucking understand right so very smart and 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 Woody is going to go ahead with his with standard uh, 
uh, tier, or standard league, I guess, bust. What do you think here? So I this is I can't, I'm coming a little soft with my standard league bust, and then I've got my super hot, scorching hot take with my PPR bust. Let's go, baby. So for the standard league, I, I wrote down Miles Gaskin. He's only going 44th overall in a standard league. So that you might say that's weak, dude. But the thing is, is that's no. that's early enough to where like that's a meaningful it's, pick. It's still too high, man. That's too high, dude. Come on, I don't get this. Come Miles on, Gaskin he's a little stuff. scat back who's who's probably not gonna have you know. COVID. What do you think? What do no, you think? sorry, More I was just expecting you to say COVID again. Fifty percent of the work. I mean, I just, I just. He he's nothing special. He's not a great talent. Nobody thinks he is. They're just they're just drafting him that high because like oh who else is there on the depth chart? That's not a good reason They'll to take find somebody. somebody like they do every year to to come out of they the work. They will. They'll sign Adrian Peterson or Carlos Hyde or whatever. Whoever. But not it even is. that. They'll have some no name dude. Like who was that little white running back that they had like two years ago that I started in one of my Patrick Laird. Games? Patrick. Well, yes, Laird. Patrick yes. Laird. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, they'll get somebody. So you know, and then the other thing is like, I just don't think he's that good. And so I think what you're going to see is that the, they'll have a real pass heavy attack there because he's not that good. Look, a guy you will not see on any of my teams this year, not because I don't like him. I believe I had him on one of my teams as a waiver wire pickup last year and helped me out some weeks. But is the way it's going, I was shocked when I looked this week at, at ADP. It was Miles Gaskin. Yeah, I, I, it's just way too high. It, listen, if you can get him in, in the 60s or something like that, in, yeah, in, maybe, yeah, in right. league, yeah. like in the fifth round or the sixth round, that's great. That's fine. He's fine. He's totally fine there. Um, now, blow us off. Knock our socks <laughs> off here, Woodman. All right. Well, it's similar to Luke's. Luke had the hot, the hot take with the uh, Zeke Elliott as a boss mm-hmm. for PPR. Mine is Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry in a Ooh. in a PPR league is going fourth overall. That is mental. That's absolutely mental. For him to finish there, he would have to do everything he did last year, which already is not going to happen. It was unsustainable what he did last year. Totally insane. It's not going to happen. But he would also have to improve. In a PPR league, for him to finish fourth, he would also have to start catching balls or he has to go for 2,300 yards rushing, mm. or he has to go for 20 rushing touchdowns. None of wow. those things are happening. It's not happening. He's not finishing fourth in a PPR Get league. Get some facts and come back and see me. If he's you're, bringing the facts, Mr. If you're Calhoun. picking seventh or eighth and he's still there in a PPR and you want to take, you want a running back as your first pick, I get it. That's fine. If you're picking fourth, you're a fool for taking him. Don't take now, him Now, standard-wise, picking him fourth isn't that no, no, big no, of a like, fine. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, not, trying to, yeah, I'm not trying to defend okay. him or the people who are picking him, but I'm just saying this is the difference between a standard and a PPR because what you're saying is so clear and present. It's awesome. When it comes to a PPR, that's the the – statistics that come with that league totally change certain people. Maybe not so much other people, but a player like uh, Derek Henry. Yeah. Like you just mapped it out and illustrated like that is a whole, whole different plateau that he needs to reach. And Hollywood, we want to hear yours, but that was Woody's best analysis of the show so far, because like, think about that with standard. We've already alluded to guys, Nick Chubb, who mm-hmm. the, the, the refrain from fantasy analysts this year is he's probably the best pure runner in the NFL. And then it's always, but it's always one of these disparaging comments yeah. afterward. But no, in a standard league, guys like Derrick Henry and Nick Chubb suddenly vault into that discussion of the top five picks. And, in, sure. and they should not because of Woody's analysis. It's because of the way the game is played that points, the relative points of catching a football is worth something like 2.13 points per touch more than a carry 
uh, from a standard running back. So it's crazy, right? Like you just, you immediately get vaulted up because they're deeper in target. They typically result in longer plays, higher, you know, it's, it's good stuff. Get you into space more. Yep. Yep. Now, now Woody, and the reason why I like that is also the reason I would caution you on your Stafford take earlier in, in Hollywood, you could speak to this for Stafford to succeed in the contemporary fantasy football game he would have to throw for like 5,000 yards and probably 40 touchdowns to, to crack the top three or four as a quarterback because the statues don't give us the upside that we're looking for with quarterbacks later in the draft, right? Like that's where we want to throw darts at Jalen Hurts and Tua Tagovailoa and other people like that that might run too. Big time. But, but that's fair enough. But, but my comeback would be that he's not going later, that I'm taking him, I'm taking him as a safe play as I think yeah. he's like, I almost, wrote him down almost as a value. 80, almost a value, but safe. Like in other words, like I, I know what I'm getting in him. Whereas like Jalen hurts, you know, I mean, I'm an Eagles fan, right? I'm, I'm pessimistic. I, I watched the, the game where he got benched for Nate Sudfeld because he was two for his last 15 with three interceptions and a fumble. You know, I think there's a good chance that he probably gets benched like relatively early in the year. Cause he sucks. He can't throw at all. He's no idea what he's doing. <laughs> Um, there's a, there's a little tiny chance that he's like Lamar Jackson and wins the MVP award because he runs for like 1400 yards. And like, I put in a bet on, on Fox bet. Listen, it was a plus 100,000 and it was I put two, (laughs) $2 to win, I guess two grand, I guess it would make it or 20 grand. And it was that Jalen hurts wins MVP and Devante Smith wins rookie of the year. All right. That's Love insane. Love, Love the stack. Why the not? Stack. Right? stack them. Why, why the hell not? Let's go. No, baby. I mean, the thing is, is I totally hear you and I don't want to derail the conversation, but my comeback would just be that I'm not choosing Stafford because I think he can throw for five or 6,000 yards in 17 games that they play now for whatever reason. And, and 40 touch. I'm choosing him because I think he's a really safe play at the what's his current AP among quarterbacks, seventh or eighth or ninth or whatever he is. Like I feel like that's like I like the safety because I believe this change of situation kind of locks in the safety. That's well, that's fine. good. Let's kick it I over believe, to Hollywood. Yeah, I believe ahead. Luke and I are choosing to let you have him. Um, yeah. So and if you it. pick him in the tenth, just promise me you pick. Trey Lance in the 11th, and then you right. get both. You get there the best go. of both worlds, and then you you haven't given up. There's no opportunity cost. You're not. I've never I've owned a running out. quarterback in fantasy, and I never want Excuse to. me. Excuse oh. me. Your favorite quarterback of the last five years is, a, is technically a running quarterback. What the hell are you talking about? Russell Wilson. Oh, come on. He gives you, what, 250 rushing yards a year? But I mean, when you when you talk about does he have the scrambling ability, okay, all right. We'll talk about that on a later so date. I don't maddening. think that's what Luke is talking about. Maybe not. But He's talking about like 900 yards kind of guy. Yeah, a seven, 800-yard guy yeah. for sure. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Well, didn't he get like 500 one year? Anyway, let's get to some real he When he was younger, and that's yeah, what we he... want, is these younger guys that still aren't afraid of the massive humans that are about to destroy their lives when they like run down the I field. never owned him then. I like owned him later when he stopped happened. running so much. All right. <laughs> let's get to some real busts. Like, we're going we're gonna to take it to another level. Okay, now you guys, I'm not saying you guys didn't have real busts. You had some big-time busts. I'm talking like fucking... Who's that country singer with the big tits who's old now? And she, we're talking like bus. Dolly you know Parton. What I mean? Dolly Parton bus. All right. We're talking those kind of bus. I got two big old jugs coming at you here. Standard bust. I like to think in a standard league, what you're thinking is uh, uh, some people, like uh, people new to fantasy or still people that don't really dive into research or, 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 or 
strategy or analytics when it comes to fantasy football. They just show up and draft. They end up picking these quarterbacks way too early. And people like, and from my standpoint, and I know Woody, you can attest to this. Great, do it, please. Please let those other prospects. I'm sure Luke, you would agree with that, right? Let them drop to us. You're 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 pushing back other people our way. Um, Somebody who I am shocked about, and I know he had a balls ass borderline MVP year under center last year. But I, who is taking Josh Allen anywhere close to the second or third round? It makes no sense to me at all. I know he's got Stephon Diggs. I get it. But where? What else? What else? I mean, it was your sing, Devin Singletary and Zach Moss to, to 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 get him out of the woodwork when when Diggs is covered, or uh, name one of the forty-five tight ends that come out of nowhere that we never heard their names for, of. I, I just I don't get it. Josh Allen, sure, he's got a little bit of a scrambling ability. He's got – I love the guy, don't get me wrong, and I root for the Bills. Uh, shout out to Thrill Hill. What's up, brother? Um, he's very likable. He's Allen. very likable, very talented. He's a yeah, great he quarterback, but yeah, he he's is not guy. a top three fantasy. I know he finished there last year. He's a second overall probably, but yeah. he's not going to do it again. People yeah, blow think- their loads about guys like, guys like this, and they don't understand what a transition could be for year to year to year to year. It's really hard to do that again. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love the pick. I, I, I like the player a lot, and I and I, I do think there's like a chance that he does it again. But what you're saying is like to pay the price that he costs now, I am making a bet that he is going to do it again. You're mortgaging your and entire the, team and it's, to and it's pick a silly him where bet he's going. Because I could wait a few rounds and get someone who's going to give me whatever, 90% of what he gave me last year. If I told you that ultimately what Josh Allen produces this year is is going to be equal to a quarterback you could have gotten in the seventh or eighth round, you screwed up your team, which is what I think. Yeah, you're going to get a big old verbal hug from me. You could you could name almost any quarterback, and, and that's what I would characterize. You're talking about a point differential of maybe three or four fantasy points per game for right. later quarterbacks, whereas wow. you're bypassing guys like Woody's guy, DJ Moore, who I love, Tyler Lockett. Tyler um, Lockett. Like, you know, in, in if you need a second running back, this is the Josh Jacobs, Miles Sanders crowd that's right. Daryl Henderson right yeah, is You're passing there. all of them. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're bypassing – all these players that you need to produce in your other slots in your lineup and Big for time. a quarterback that you know you can you can literally plug and play all year quarterbacks off the waiver wire if, yeah. it, if in worst case scenario right right now some people don't want to put in that effort and i get it i get it and i'm fine with that but also here's here's another one here's gonna be another hot take i have won a championship in fantasy with a waiver wire quarterback i picked up carson palmer one of those years when he was coming off of his multi It's doable, second, man. I think his second Tommy John surgery or whatever. Totally doable. Poor bastard. Um, and he won me a fantasy championship. Not because he was good, but because I spent zero draft capital on QB, and I had a badass team with, with the exception of QB, and I grabbed him off waivers, and he was good enough. Damn skippy. That, that's, that's one way to do it, is living the stream. Right. Now, here's Dolly Parton's right hanger, okay? There's... a. Uh, they're talking about quarterbacks. This isn't going to be a quarterback, but it's going to be quarterback-based. There's a lot of turmoil going on in a particular area. Last year, I called this guy. I said, I think, and I made a nice little chunk. I said, I think this guy's going to win MVP this year. I'm telling you, he's going to come out of the woodwork. People, Not woodwork. I mean, he's, a, he's been 16 years in the league. He's badass. And Aaron Rodgers won MVP last year, okay? He did. And I loved it because it made me feel smart. What's up? Uh, ULS league. I took him and I think it was like the 10th round 
and and won that because of Aaron Rodgers. A lot of turmoil going on that in, in Lambeau. PPR, you think receivers, right? There, I've one of my favorite receivers, maybe my favorite receiver in football, Devontae Adams, not coming close to a top five receiver year this year, let alone first overall wideout, who I said last year and probably the year before, he was my favorite wideout, my number one ranked wideout. This year, I can't imagine Devontae Adams having seven i would say 50 to he'll have 50 to 70 percent of out the output of what he had last year there could be something could go wrong with a rod mentally or uh, between the personnel the the front office he could just he's probably he's not going to play up to what he did last year that's for sure uh the jordan love thing now he's getting reps and people are looking behind you know sometimes i know you're you're an old grizzled vet but you're looking behind you now and when you have a i don't give a fuck anymore attitude going into the year then why the hell – how are you going to help the guy who's the number one overall uh, drafted wideout? It's, I'm not saying Devontae Adams is going to be garbage. It's the Josh Allen thing again. You're going to draft him at a position where you're going to look back a- in November and be like, fuck me. I could have had this dude there? Like, yeah, you could have had this guy there. But you took Devontae Adams first wideout off the board? Uh-uh. I don't think he's finishing top five as a wideout this year. I want so very badly for that take to be the rightest one on this show, of course. Um, <laughs> I will say, I'll say a couple things that I think speak to what you're saying. Corey Lindsley, who is one of the best centers in the NFL, is no longer a Packer. And uh, Aaron Rodgers lobbied Where'd he for go, San him. Diego? He, he went to the uh, Los Angeles Chargers, indeed. Yes. Let's get yeah, with the times here, Woody. Yeah. God damn. Um, and, um, I got the team right, bitch. He <laughs> did, indeed, indeed. Um, so he's gone. That, I think that matters quite a bit because yeah, that's pressure coming best right Best in the league, right? Yeah. And he's yeah. a badass. Yeah. And um, I think you're right. It only takes some touchdown variance working away from Adams. You, you are absolutely correct. He's still going to be – I think I would be shocked barring the man we're speaking of becoming the Jeopardy host or getting injured. I would be shocked if uh, Adams finishes any less than a top 10 wide receiver. But that's not what you're drafting. You're drafting for a positional advantage over everybody else if you're picking him number one. Right. And I don't think he provides that. You're absolutely right. Um, and that's why I hope I hope that take is is right precisely for the, the kind of with the color I love the guy. I love the guy as a person. I love the guy as a player. I love I, I actually yeah. really enjoy I've always kind of rooted for the Packers in general. Um just I guess the history here, you know, with with football and stuff. I just love the fact I always I, well, it's I, one I, of the I, few teams the Eagles don't have any beef with either. It's like well, Yeah, and I also take a lot of clout in the fact that like that's the only fucking team they root for. I mean, maybe the Bucks. I don't know if they root for NBA like the Bucks, but like they're the Green Bay. Like they just care about football. Good for them. Let them let them have it. But No, they don't care about the Milwaukee Bucks. I've been to Green well, Bay recently. No one cares shed. about the Milwaukee. No, Milwaukee. Yeah. Milwaukee does. Yeah. But what we talked about opportunity costs for, for Brian's last pick. Hollywood, yeah. if you pick Devontae Adams, you're literally not going to emerge from the draft with a top running back is the up uh, the upshot. You're going to lose out on Saquon Barkley, Jonathan Taylor, Nick Chubb, Antonio Gibson, Najee Harris, all going behind Adams, mind you. Um, and but and then, then also all the other receivers. Yep. Yep. And then when you come back, you're going to be left with the, the, the mix in Clyde Edwards Slayer tier. And it's just, you're not going to be loving life. If, if we had more time, we That's could do the, pick, this and this guy or this and this guy. And if you were to say Devante and, you know, Edward, you know whatever, Mixon yeah. or Barkley and I don't know, 
Give me who's who's fourth Justin on the board Jefferson. right now. Justin Jefferson. Yeah, right. Like I'll take that. Everyone, all, all three of us would definitely take Barkley. DeAndre and Hopkins. Right, right. DeAndre right. Hopkins. Yeah, that's right. right. Of course, all three of us would. That's a, actually kind of like a big time pick. I like this year. Anyway, let's let's we're running down here. Let's do this real real quick. I want to do a fantasy freak of the can, year, the MVP. What's up? Can go I for it. can I go because it's it's a bit it's a kind of a riff Please. off of what you were just doing. Absolutely. I will lead off here with the uh, so my guess for the fantasy MVP, and I'm sorry to I'm I am sorry to myself for giving so much away uh, of my thoughts, but I I I looked at the top like thirty players thinking about this and I'm so glad you made me do this because it, it made me realize how much I want this player and how much I think I don't know for sure that he's a generational player, but I've seen him do enough on the field and I like his situation and quarterback enough to where I think he might be. I think my answer and this might be my answer for the next like five years in a row. Whoa is DK Metcalf. Mm. I've never seen the combination of size and speed. Even former Eagle. Oh, wait, we just didn't draft him. Even Megatron, uh, I'm not sure had quite... Don't do this. He had the size. He was just as big as Metcalf. I thought you were going size. Yeah, all right. No, no, no. They were about like... I think they're about the same size, matter of fact. Uh, Both height and weight, I think, about the same. And Megatron was a freaking beast, for sure. And he was very fast. Very, very, very fast. If you did, you watch the play where Metcalf runs down the guy from behind the cornerback. Oh yeah, Uda oh, Baker, yeah. a very I'm good not, player. Yeah, very player. good. Who's like known for his wheels, right? Yeah, like this dude is no friggin' joke, and he has. I what I would argue my my belief is Russell Wilson. I think has the most accurate deep ball in the league, and has for almost a decade. That's um, your boy, that running ass quarterback. I'm, I'm obsessed with him. I friggin' love him. I and I just think. You're looking so much, you're literally I, drawing right I now. I guess I just think, like, you, you look at DK Metcalf and you look what he's done. He, I think I think this is, this is going into his third year. Does that sound right, Luke? No, it's four, right? Is this four? I think not. I think it's three. It might be a third. Okay. I don't know. Right. We'll draft, yeah, I think he's the 2018 draft now. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside draft. But nevertheless, that might have been 2019. In my opinion, I look what he's done. I look at last year. I think it was something around 1,400 yards and 10 TVs, mm-hmm. give or take, Unreal. right? And I, th- I just have a feeling. I'm putting him as fantasy MVP because I just have a feeling that there's one more jump. That oh, there's, good for you! That in his 17 games this year, we might see him... You know, do something really stupid and silly. Something in like, a, you know, twenty slang way. Twenty one hundred yards and twenty one kids touchdowns. say it's I'm, stupid player. I wouldn't be I wouldn't I wouldn't be shocked if he breaks the league. I've never seen I'm not quite What's sure. What's his ADP? Twenty. Where's twenty. Okay. Ooh, okay. All right. See. So yeah. if he if he's a potential league breaker, all time record breaker thing. 20 is too. All right. Well, let me tell you, let me give you an ADP uh, question here. And Luke, uh, as a guest of our show, you, you started out the show, but I would love for you to end it as well, if that's okay, if you don't mind me button in line here. If I do an ADP analysis, uh, a lot of leagues had an ADP of this guy going one last year. This guy was going one for the, for, and, and we're talking. Pundits like us who wouldn't put a lot of clout on a quarterback. And this is interesting because I immediately think running back when it comes to fantasy MVP because it's fantasy, you know? 
uh, a lot of times it ultimately sometimes comes out to a, a sneaky quarterback. He got a beast ass quarterback that you got way past where he shouldn't have went. Just kind of, it's I'm, I'm kind of parlaying off the Josh Allen thing, Josh Allen way too early for what he could, he could bring it. But in the fourth round, if you wanted to take Lamar Jackson and he did what he can do, then you could set it and forget it. And I'm just thinking MVP. I'm thinking MVP. I mean, he won the MVP two years ago, but I'm thinking fantasy MVP. And ADP at 41, I'm not a quarterback guy in fantasy. I wait. I wait. I wait. But I'm going to say late third, early fourth, if Lamar's there and I'm picking, I mean, he went one in like a lot of leagues last year. And I'm talking about people that they, have the similar well, thoughts to us as quarterbacks. League. Right. Yeah. And he's just he had a little bit of an off season. I get it. They still were a successful team, made the playoffs the whole nine, but now he's ADP forty one. Are you bothered by the fact that he can't throw? Or... I, I, I don't I don't necessarily okay. I, I, don't I give a shit. Doesn't matter. No, 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 no. No. I'm not bothered. I'm bothered by it, yes, but I'm not phased as much as others because I think of a year like they had last year does something to a young player who has talent more than God himself sometimes on the football field. Like, I don't know how good God is at football, but I assume he's pretty good since he's God, but or she's God as as uh who who said that? Counting blue cars? Who sang that song? Anyway. You're thinking um, Joan Osborne, I believe. Yeah. Oh, no. yeah. <laughs> Joan Osborne. What does she sing? What was that song? No, what counting is, oh. God was one of us. Counting really, Blue Cars really. was Dishwalla. They went ahead and did that. Anyway, yeah. Lamar Jackson or God would be my MVP this year. Um well, as a professor of theology, I'll speak to, I will speak to, uh, always take divinity when you're comparing divinity and humanity. Uh, but nonetheless, Lamar Jackson um, Odd is- how it comes full circle, isn't it, Luke? <laughs> yes, yes. He is a transcendent talent in running, right? His, the way he makes the best athletes in the world look as if like you and I were playing against eight like year olds sometimes mm-hmm. it's fascinating it's a, it's a really funny and beautiful and, and it makes the game fun to watch. As a runner, um, he's better than Vic. He, he he's the best is. I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. He's never, yeah, he's, never seen anything like it. So remarkable and insane. And it's not it's not the fact that he can't um, necessarily throw because I think that's overstated. He has a good deep ball. Um, he hasn't really had. He's a, Marquis Goodwin has been masquerading as uh, he's stealing your nickname Hollywood and masquerading as a number Stick one wide receiver. You know, it's not. Yeah, Hollywood Higgins. Uh, it, like Rashad Higgins is actually a better Hollywood in the NFL. He's not even the best <laughs> Hollywood, right? Um, that's but awesome. Now that he's got Bateman, who's a very good wide receiver, but that'll be later in the season. Um, I've always been a Mark Andrews fan. My my problem again is not his weapons. My problem is the running back weapons behind him. I think Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins are going to take the next step, actually. And that's my okay. only caution for your pick is because at some point they're going to ask him not to run so much because he's so valuable to that franchise. They're going to be worried that he's going to get hurt. I think that they're actually last year they they, they might have done that. And they took that step last year, and this and this year they're going to take the step up. Uh, you know what? Our bad. Just do your thing. Yeah, yeah Dobbins so no, is a fucking monster, dude. Sir, Do- yeah, Dobbins they, is ready to fucking explode. He was almost well, one of my sleepers. Yes. Who's your monster, Luke? Who's your MVP? So we again, we've been building towards this all night. We've talked about different things. You guys have done a great job setting it up, um, wittingly and unwittingly. But we alluded to Corey Lindsley earlier. Uh, we talked about our fantasy draft special. If we want to kick it all the way back there, we were we were big on teams that were intelligently drafting rare positions, like Rashawn mm-hmm. Slater at the left mm-hmm. tackle, and they yep. also did that. The Los Angeles Chargers uh, stacked their offensive line 
And we know in fantasy, the, the guys that truly break fantasy are the ones that are functionally running backs and wide receivers put into one person. I need to hear this. I'm and so excited. Austin Eckler wow. is the kind of running back that emulates the production of people we loved in the wow. past. LaDainian Tomlinson, uh, Christian McCaffrey, um, Jamal Charles. These are running backs that aren't volume dependent, but rather they are, their offenses are so good and spread out and they have Mike Williams. They have Keenan Allen. They have everybody that's able to do that. They've got the, the young kids Not to mention the, just running down. the center you guys mentioned earlier. Yeah. yeah. Lindsley's there. Oh, that, they, I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah, right. yeah. So they've got, they've got it all now. They, they, as Unreal. long as Justin Herbert doesn't fall in his face, I really think Austin Eckler is going to have the kind of lanes that we want to see from our running back. And they're going to be one of those offenses that just keep producing points. They're going to keep, you know, I need to hear that because I've been thinking of every time I hear his name, I just think, man, it, I, I, Austin Eckler, that name doesn't move the dial for me. You know, it just never has, but he's always done it statistically uh, when healthy. And I'm not, I could, I could turn my webcam to show you my, my, my show sheet over here where I re- jotted down a couple of, Play, the the other guy that I was thinking about, fantasy freak, Justin Herbert. So it's crazy. It's crazy how we kind of like found our linear a linear path in a, in a in a whole thirty two team NFL. We really kind of so let's put it this way: take the over on wins, a futures bet for the Niners and the Chargers. Let's yep. do that right now. But. Um, that's amazing. What good stuff, man. This is so fun. And uh, we were telling people earlier in the show, but we are going to have um, next week's going to be our NFL Futures Spectacular. And I'm sure you wouldn't mind to record a one or two minute um, uh, 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 clip and we can play what you would think is uh, a, a nice future to bet on. For the Sounds NFL. like a plan. Yeah. T- team over-unders are easy. There, you could do other things. You know, there's an MVP award, oh, whatever. Dude, uh, rookies of the year or yeah. conference winners. Or, team over-unders you know, are like... You can look now. You just want to like do... Like, you don't even need to look. You know what I mean? Like, like <laughs> that uh, that Niners over is so easy. I mean, dude, come on. We'll talk about that next week. That's badass. But um, look, man, anything else before we get on out of here? You want to give want to pub up your, uh, your, your pod and all that one more time? Or shit on oh. my DK Metcalf love or anything else i'll do that as soon as we get off air no no no. i actually i that one that one i i I really i i think we play a game where you pick human beings that are better and and this is where you guys both did the right thing right your picks both are actually better at their relative position than austin eckler is to the field right like you did the right thing um and this has long been a question for for woody and i since we since really since we've played fantasy together i just trust um, situation more than he does and that's the, that's what Harris preach, preaches against but I actually think Eckler is talented enough to do it too and he's the right profile of player that I like but yes DK Metcalf is just a beast he's just so fun he and and he's attached to Russell Wilson on a year where Russell Wilson has made it clear he's going to take his own future into his hands All right, I'm better say or worse. right now Metcalf or Devontae Adams Metcalf, actually. Metcalf. Metcalf. Whoa. Wow. Again, this is the Homer in me, though, wanting it to be so. Speaking it into existence. I'm not saying no. I'm not saying no. I might be on board. My man, Luke Patrick, uh, at Fantasy.Goc. Once again, all about reality. Do you guys have a a Twitter page or anything? 
Yeah, well, we're coming at it. My my boy, uh, Matt Goody, too, on Twitter. Myself, FantasyDocOc, we'll get back to you. We'll always answer questions, be responsive, help you with your teams. You guys need to come on. We'll, you will absolutely kill the uh, the contract side of things as people who think about this stuff in the future. We get, we'll get we we'll do some uh, high five back to you. But thank you for having me on, gentlemen. Always good to see you. And uh, I can't wait to hear what you have for us for the futures uh, in the NFL. Yeah, and Luke brings up a good point. Like uh, Brian, like our audience would actually be like the perfect like group of people who probably love reality sports online. Just the way sure. that it works with the the real life NFL salary cap being like the kind of constraining factor, and then like just doing an auction. So like you get your guys. Like if you believe in you know Devonte Adams, and you're and the three of us are in your league, guess what? You're probably getting them. You know <laughs> You're what I mean? Them. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, big time. Everybody check check out uh, All About Reality Podcast and our boy Luke Patrick at Fantasy Doc OC. Dude, thank you so much. We'll catch up. Thanks, Luke. Be well, guys. Oh, man. I mean, just so much fun. We could talk about that all day, air day. He's a good, he's a good dude. And he's just, he's very well-spoken and like, he really brings a lot of like, yeah, I don't mean to try and qua- like put, put a little uh, kibosh on his well-spokenness. I'm just saying <laughs> I get it enough from you. Sometimes <laughs> I don't need to be made to look like the biggest dumb schmuck in the world. No, we're no, old friends, awesome. man. We talk, we talk the same. We've been, we've been friends too long, bro. We, uh, we like it, rub off on each other. That's so cool. Thank you, Luke. Once again, um, you're welcome here anytime. And, uh, I mean, just, so much information and like Woody was just saying put so well and how about those niners i'm 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 amazed um we, we looked it up right what what they're over under is like 9 wins i think the wins was 9 let me go here i mean uh, i mean we did it on the interview and now i'm kind of it's kind of it's just like me, but yeah you know, i know the conference we talked about the division winner. To, i mean i think it's because of garoppolo i guess but like if you just rewind to like two years ago you know when they lost the super bowl to this like superhuman patrick mahomes who just took the fuck over in the fourth quarter you know that team had very few stars on it really it didn't have any offensive stars not one not a single one no offensive star on the team probably the best offensive player was Debo Samuel but he wasn't like a star by any means and still right. isn't um on defense I guess they did have some stars but I mean you know it's the NFL defensive stars like dude most, I'm looking most at fans don't even know their fucking names we're on to something there's some stink going on here with this Niners it's the only team on the board on FanDuel that does well maybe not the only i'm not going to count but every team has regular season wins over and under up the niners is off the board right now i'm wondering if something about lance is happening like as we speak um there might be an announcement or something but uh and and i don't see any over under wins right now on DraftKings. but nevertheless that was very eye-opening super entertaining and fun to talk about it and just see how that felt about the niners but also the other guys Uh, i'm really now interested like i'm looking i'm looking at um like Trey Sermon now a little bit heavier than I thought I would and stuff like that. So it's just so fun. It was so fun, fun, dude. Thank it was, you, Luke. Luke, thanks, man. It was awesome. Um, one quick note before we get out, I can tell yep. Brian's getting ready to wrap up. Um, Shohei Otani update. Oh, this dude wants to go ahead and toot his own horn. The pitching, he's eight and one with uh, 127. You want to crown him, crown ass. <laughs> he's he's eight and one with 127 strikeouts. 
uh, where's his ERA? A three even ERA in 105 innings. That's ridiculous. Look at that, that, man. And then uh, hitting, he has 40 bombs and 20 steals, and he's fucking ridiculous. (laughs) You love it, dude. He's insane. He's ridiculous. He's the the best athlete in the world. He's he's incredible. Well, you know what else is incredible? This fantasy football special. You know what else is going to be incredible, ladies and gentlemen? If you enjoyed this, you do not want to miss next week. Next week is going to be our first ever NFL Futures preview, spectacular, whatever. We're going to have a lot of uh, our old friends come back, including Luke, uh, for little tidbits on the show. Going to bring forth their favorite single future prop of the year. It can be anything NFL-based. We're going to go ahead and give a couple of hours as well. And next week, well, of course, we'll give some picks too. What's up, baseball? We might be leading into some. I mean, th- th- actually, next week will still be. There won't even be preseason to bet on, which I haven't at all. But well, except for the Hall of Fame game, that was just because it was the first game of the year. Took the over like an idiot. If you would have taken the under on every preseason game this year, you'd be, you'd be rich, on a yacht. Rich's creases, yeah. Um, you know, um, uh, Brian had a little unintentional homonym there. Uh, he said, uh, "All my homonyms are intentional, <laughs> motherfucker." No, not this one. Uh, he said uh, it can be a couple of hours. And, uh, you know, a couple of hours, me and me and mine and his, but it's also going to yes. be probably a two hour episode. So probably we're really looking forward to it, guys. Uh, if you enjoyed our Super Bowl episode, which had a, featured heavily a lot of prop bets, um, this is going to be a little bit like that. A lot of futures bets on teams, but also some prop, uh, uh, you know, I guess what you call what is it called? Brand prop future bets. Yeah, just on future, individual just props, players. Yeah, you know, player yeah. awards, player you know, league leaders, things like that. We're gonna come at you with uh, a bunch for 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 from Woody and I, and we're gonna have some of our uh, uh, past and present and future uh, guests come on and go go ahead and shoot what they think is their favorite one of the year. So I, we're looking forward to it. I also I'll probably I'm gonna speak for Brian. I'll probably still give you my three baseball picks too for the week. Oh no, no, that's what I said. We'll oh, go ahead sorry. and do yeah. that. Too. Yeah. Maybe it will be a couple hours. I mean, fuck, we went long as hell on this one, but we're just so happy to be back. We're happy to be back. I'm sorry we uh, missed you guys, and um, I hope you guys have enjoyed uh, this episode. I really, really had fun. I'm not sorry that you missed us, okay? Because that's the what, what happens when you miss someone. What is it? Distance makes the heart grow fonder, right? True. Good point. So let's go. But we're going to try and make make sure that that doesn't happen again uh, for a while. At least NFL will be on point. Uh, stay tuned at Jump the Sharp on Twitter, ladies and gentlemen, for some big time news coming. Uh, but definitely stay tuned for next week with this badass. NFL futures special. And Hell then yeah. the week after that, yo, let's actually bet on some NFL regular season games. That's going to be fun too. So we're really back in a swing of things here and we're looking forward to uh, rocking and rolling. Right, let's Woodman? Let's fucking go, man. Let's fucking go. Couldn't put it anywhere. I love it. I say he used big words and then when I point to him, he just says, let's fucking go. Peace the fuck out. We'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>